how to know God. It's something we started considering a couple of months ago, and we're going through salvation and the many aspects of salvation. We've already looked at knowing God through repentance, a change of direction, a change of mind. We've looked at knowing God through regeneration, a change of nature, and ye must be born again, Nicodemus. We've considered a <coughs> this knowing God through redemption, a change of position. Wonderful. We looked last time at a <coughs> reconciliation, a change of relationship, being reconciled to God, a wonderful salvation we have. And this morning we look at conversion. We go from the R's to a C to start that with. If you've got your bulletin, you can fill that one in. I think it's a blank. Conversion, a change of life. Now, we may have had a conversion on other fronts. My uncle used to drive caterpillars. I mean bulldozers. <laughs> and some agent from International come and visited on the job. I remember the job it was on. <laughs> and sold him a TD-25, which is equivalent to a D-7 or a bit bigger. And <clears throat> he changed from Caterpillar to International on one, on one of the machines. He was converted, you might say. He was hoodwinked. <laughs> those who like caterpillars might say it's like a farmer who has a John Deere being talked into buying a Fiat I don't know if you even know that name around here but you know <clears throat> the green machine to an orange machine <laughs> but it, with the ladies I, I don't know what you might be converted from to uh, a singer sewing machine to a Janome okay <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you, you, you you talked into it by a salesman <laughs> Yeah, converted, <laughs> saying this might be a better product. But there is one conversion. Yeah, we have many different things we can be, oh, well, Ford or Holden, but they're both not Australian now. So, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I know some people have been changed from, from one to the other. Actually, I did. <laughs> Had Holdens and then I bought a Ford and um, was sold it was still going, you know. But <clears throat> I've still got the old Holden. <laughs> you know, amen to that. <clears throat> now I've got two odors. I don't know if that's a step down, but we can change our minds on a lot of things. But there's one area that we need to be converted in, isn't there? We read the scriptures this morning about that, and this word is used quite often in the scripture. Conversion, a change of life, change of eternal destiny. And if we're not converted, we need to be converted in this sense, in a spiritual sense. Let's pray and ask the Lord to direct our thoughts on this very important subject. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your word that tells us the need for our conversion. 
the need for the changing of our mind. The need for repentance, redemption and these great and wonderful thoughts from your word. And I pray, Lord, if there be somebody here this morning that is not converted, today they might be by faith in Jesus Christ converted. Lord, we thank you for those that have been able to come and we do pray for those that couldn't be here and may be listening in this morning. Strengthen and bless them that are not here. Encourage them in their faith. And Lord, be with the Lewises in Israel as I listen on a little later to the service this morning. Bless them as they endeavour to see souls in Israel converted unto thee. Changed and transformed. May there be a wonderful harvest for all the seeds that have been sown there. Be with us this week as we hear from Romania with the Crockers coming to, coming to visit with us and bless their travelling plans and their ministry to another church this morning. Lord, we thank you for all that you've done and all that you're going to do for us. We haven't seen and we wouldn't understand the wonderful things yet to come for those that have been converted. Bless for your glory and praise, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Let's turn in our Bibles to the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 28. Just following through on this, where this word is used in the scripture briefly this morning. Why? The answer is given in this portion of scripture why we need to be converted. Acts 28 and starting at verse 25. And when they agreed not among themselves, they departed after Paul had spoken one word. Well spoke the Holy Ghost by Isaiah the prophet unto your, our fathers saying, Go unto this people, and say, Hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and not perceive. For the heart of this people is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, their eyes have they closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and should be converted." And I should heal them. Be it known therefore unto you that the salvation of God is sent unto the Gentiles, and that they will hear it. And when he had said that these words, the Jews departed, and great reasonings among themselves. They had great reasonings. Here was a whole nation that had received the wonderful message of salvation by faith from the prophets and from the seers of ages right from Abraham, from the hand of God, these people had made known to the nation of Israel the way of God. But they had come dull of heart, dull of hearing, and sightless, spiritually speaking. And they would not be converted. And Paul, at the end of the book of Acts, is saying, it's going to be so. That's the way you want it. That's the way it's going to be. We're going to the Gentiles. The gospel is going to the Gentiles. And for 2,000 years, nigh on 2,000 years, just a few years short, 
The gospel has been going to the Gentiles. And as we look around today, what we have, 7 billion plus people on the planet Earth. Are they all converted? Are they, do they all know the Lord Jesus? No, no. They've done just what the Jews did. <laughs> Dull of hearing, sightless spiritual eyes and hardness of heart. The majority of people, if you drove anywhere through town today, you probably come across a sports field. The majority are enjoying that. There's nothing wrong with playing sports, but it is when it takes precedence over the word of God and hearing and being saved. <laughs> what a sad loss to get out into eternity having played the sports, but not being converted. Dull of hearing. They've got better things to do with their time. Praise God that you're here today. I'm preaching to the converted, we might say, in, this, in that you're here. I pray, if you're here and you have not responded yet to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and being converted, you need to be. It's most urgent upon you that you don't, through constant hearing, become hardened to the message. That can, can happen, can't it? When you hear something over and over and over, it just becomes commonplace when you haven't responded to that. <clears throat> and so that they should be converted and that God should heal them. Why be converted that we might be healed, that we might be accepted into God's presence, not of my own righteousness, but of the righteousness that he gives me when I believe what he has done for me in the sacrifice of his son. Are you converted? Or are you going the way of the Jewish nation and hardening your heart? Go back to the book of Acts chapter 3. <clears throat> Here we have Peter's second sermon. It's on the occasion he was walking along there and found a lame man. Or well, lame man found him, whichever. <laughs> and the lame man besought him that it would help. And Peter said, silver and gold have I none. I can't give you anything. But I can give you something. <laughs> and Peter said that in verse 6 of chapter 3 of Acts. Such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He got the best blessing ever that he had got in all his life. <laughs> he had begged for money and begged for help. But here he asked for it and he got something far better. <laughs> He got salvation, did he not? He rose up and walked and he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. I didn't see anyone doing that this morning. <laughs> Just settle down. <laughs> if you come in doing that, we'll uh, accept it for a little while. <laughs> you know, praise God, I'm saved. Praise God. <laughs> leaping down there. No, the reason you're doing it is the difference, isn't it? Not to, get, not to entertain saints, but because there's something changed. Like David when he was dancing <laughs> and his wife despised him at that time. But it was because of what had happened and what he realised that God had done and what God's blessing that he was praising God in such a manner. And so this man too was leaping and praising God and they were all filled with wonder and amazement that that which had happened in verse 10. And Peter in verse 12, and when Peter saw it, he answered the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man 
walk. It's not our heart. You know, we don't have that ability to heal people. It's God that did this. He recognized that. And God, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son Jesus. And he turned this right around to a message of salvation he preached, whom ye delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. You see, Pilate wanted the unsaved Roman wanted to let him go, the Lord Jesus. But you, as a nation, delivered him up and denied him. But you have denied the Holy One, the just, and desired a murderer to be granted unto you. And killed the Prince of Life, whom God hath raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses. And this, in his name, through faith, in his name, made hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him his, this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. And now, brethren, I wot that ye through ignorance did it, that is, crucified and denied the Lord Jesus, as did also your rulers. Peter let him off the hook, didn't he, a little here. <laughs> you did it through ignorance. And folk, if you're here today and you are ignorant of it you're not going to be ignorant before you leave you should know what you should do but those things which god before shown by the mouth of the prophets that christ should suffer he also so fulfilled and he said let it be to peter before he was crucified let it be let them take me so the scripture might be fulfilled repent therefore and be what converted you can change the situation by your believing on what God has done through Jesus for you. And be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Be converted. And he was urging them, giving them another chance that they might be saved. Why? They need healing. They need their sins to be blotted out as it reads in verse 19. <clears throat> Turn to the, the epistle of James, chapter 5. <clears throat> James, chapter 5. And we find another instance here where the word conversion, be converted, is used. This is when, in chapter 5, the last few verses of the book of James, brethren... If any of you do err from the truth, and one convert him, let him know that he who converteth the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. Now he's talking to brethren. If any of you do error from the truth, we need converting back to the truth. <laughs> If we've been going after what man has thought and not what God has taught in his word, we need converting to back to the truth. Do we not? And there are multitudes of people in churches today that have been going another road, another way, man's way and not God's way to eternity. Lots of people today will be thinking that through their works they can get to heaven. And the Bible clearly states, the truth is, 
not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. Converted back to the truth. Hey, don't deny the word. Don't replace the word with man's teaching. Back to the book. Back to the book. And I'll forever remember the words of a parting man, a friend, family friend for years. Last time I visited, he said to me, preach the word. (laughs) Preach the word. Stay in the book. On his deathbed, he said that a, a week later, he passed away. Preach the word. Preach the truth that sinners might be converted. Let him know that he who converteth a sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death. And if that be referring to a believer, if you walk away from the truth, it's the way of death, and shall hide a multitude of sins. Now stop that person from sinning in their sin because they've gone away from the truth. If you want to apply this to an unsaved person, isn't that so? That verse 20, let him know he converted the sinner from the error of his way, shall save a soul from death. And what a terrible death it is that we're saved from. Eternal death, eternal punishment, in a fire and flame where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Where they will be in eternal suffering for eternity, eternity, never ending. And he that converteth a sinner from the area, you know, we just talking to a sinner, showing them the way of salvation and God's spirit working in that person's life and that person is converted, changes a whole destiny. You think back to the person that talked to you about the Lord, that friend at work or that person at school or, you know, the preacher, the mum or dad, and you were converted At the time, you didn't really realise the wonderful change and the wonderful destiny that you had. I don't think we do realise. Until we start reading the word of God, then we realise. So when we need converted, converting is when we've erred from the truth. Unsaved or or, or believing person. Back to the book. Back to the way of truth. Let's go to Matthew, our reading for this morning, chapter 5. It's not hard, not hard to be converted because you and I don't have to do the work. The Lord has done the work already. (laughs) And we read in Matthew 18, Jesus, who was the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child and set him in the midst. Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children. Not childish, childlike. Ye shall not enter into the kingdom of God. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as his little child, the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whosoever receive one such little one, little child in my name, receiveth me. Whosoever shall offend one of these little ones who believeth on me. It would be better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck. He were drowned in the depths of the, of the sea. <clears throat> I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children. 
humble yourself before the mighty hand of God and saying, Lord, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. I cannot work my way to heaven. No matter what I do in this life, I cannot do it. But you can. I trust, I humbly trust in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ to save my soul. No other way. And unless we humble ourselves before God, he's not not going to accept us. Have we humbled ourselves before God? No, the richest person in the world, no matter who it is, we hear names banded about. But for them to get to heaven, they can't buy their way, even if they own the whole world. It doesn't prosper them. They have to humble themselves and say, I'm a lost sinner. I need salvation. Lord, help me. Like the beggar that said to Peter, give me something. I'll give you the Lord. And And he's humbled already because of his physical position. But he was saved because he accepted what the Lord had. Remember the two thieves on the cross? Both were casting words at the Lord to start with. And one humbled himself and said, we deserve what we're getting. He did nothing amiss. Lord, remember, rememberest thou me when thou, thou comest into thy kingdom. And the Lord's promise, as that man humbled himself, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. He was converted on the cross. You see, it can happen instantaneously wherever you're at. Humble yourself as a little child. And how many little children are saved? How old were you when you got saved? Most of us were younger because we didn't have a proud, arrogant attitude that develops through time and a hardness that develops in our life, an opinionated position that we have, and we won't let our pride be humbled and come to the Lord. And that's why so few older people become Christians and are converted. Sad to say. And it's why it seems like it's so hard to con- convince a person. We just have to share the word and let God do that, don't we? So <clears throat> when we've erred from the truth, how? By humbling ourselves before the Lord. In, <clears throat> in Psalms, over in the book of Psalms, and chapter... 19 and verse 7 or part of verse 7 Psalm 19 and verse 7 the law of the Lord is perfect what does it say converting the soul (laughs) converting the soul that's how by humbling ourselves by the word of the Lord that converts our soul and who well we've covered it but we do it again in Psalm 51 this time Psalm 51 and here is David giving his confession after having sinned with Bathsheba and Nathan having pointed it out to him thou art the man and David is humbled before the Lord and he said this in verse 12 restore unto me the joy of thy salvation uphold me with a free spirit then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. <laughs> sinners need to be converted unto the Lord, and all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 
There is not a man that hasn't sinned, and we all need to be converted by faith in the Lord Jesus. But uh, David is saying here that he has sinned, and he's recognizing this fact. And he's saying, cast me not away from thy presence, create in me a clean heart, uphold me with a willing spirit. Then will I teach transgressors. You see, we have to get right with the Lord. We have to be, as it were, converted back to what we were doing and walking with the Lord prior to falling into sin. And it's not salvation, that conversion. It's coming back to the Lord in surrender. And then we can teach transgressors. I think the worst thing that we can do when we're out of sorts with the Lord and when we're not walking with the Lord is to witness to another person that has seen our sinful behavior. Because they just look and say, what? I would never be a Christian because I see your bad testimony. Don't do it. Start walking with the Lord. Then teach transgressors the error of their way. Then sinners shall be converted unto you. That's when we witness for the Lord, when we're on fire for the Lord, not just out of an intellectual approach to talking to people, but as God moves us and the opportunity rises. Have you had those instances where you knew when you, st- was, you had the opportunity, it rose, and you started talking to it, and the Lord was just working on that person, in that person, through you? No, no matter if the person gets saved, that's God's business. We water, we sow, God gives the increase. But you know God is working and that person is convicted. And the person is close to conversion, changing. And the Lord works and saves the soul. It might be over the back fence. It might be at work. But it's wonderful to see that the Lord still saves sinners. As Paul said, of whom I am, chief. And converts the soul. But let's do it with a right heart. Let's do it when we're walking with the Lord correctly. They have all, Paul said in Romans 3.12, gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. Sinners need to be saved. And if we're converted, we close with Ephesians chapter 5. If you turn there, please, to Ephesians chapter 5. <clears throat> and just read what a converted person should be like there should be a real difference in our lives <laughs> be first one be ye therefore followers of god as dear children verse three but fornication uncleanliness or covetousness covetousness let it not be once named among you as becometh saints if you've been converted There are things you're not going to do. There are indications that you are truly born again, regenerated, saved, redeemed, converted. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. 
For you were sometimes darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. You've been converted. You've been changed. There should be an evidence of that in your life. Conversion, a change of life. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable to the Lord. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them by your life and by your lip. Let you reprove as a converted person them that are walking in darkness. You know, it's, it's wonderful to hear testimonies of people in the church here that when you're at work, you start a new job or something, you don't say a thing. You just live the Christian life. And it only takes about a week or two and they say, what's with you? <laughs> Are you a Christian? That's the first thing they ask. They see the difference. They know you've been converted. They know what a Christian should be. And you can say, glad you asked. <laughs> because then you can do what Peter says. <laughs> You know, sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to a man that asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Because we were all there. We're all unsaved because we're all sinners. But one day we met the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, left the Saviour. <laughs> and we got converted. Have you been converted? <laughs> There will be a difference. We sing a little chorus. Live with a hog, a pig, and you'll eat what you please. Lie with a dog and you'll get lots of fleas. But as a Christian, you're not there anymore. There's been a wonderful change. What a wonderful change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart. Are you converted? Let's go out and tell others. But walk right before you have a testimony to give. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the change that has come to those that are converted. Once children of the devil, now children of God, sons of God, sons and daughters who are heading toward a glorious place called heaven. And, Lord, there's no changing that. We're sealed forever. And may we be walking in the truth, letting our light shine before men, being the salt of the earth, that people might ask about the salvation you have offered them. And Lord, if there be someone today may, who is not saved, not converted, may they not harden their heart through this message, but be softened, be humbled, and come before the Lord as a sinner and say, Help me, Lord. I need you to save my soul. Bring them, draw them to yourself through the grace that you give. And may we Christians be a wonderful testimony of what salvation is. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen.